0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: I'm not wasting these gold moments on 60 <laughs> Minutes. <laughs> oh!
2: Rob, what a treat and a joy
3: to be talking to you. Is that a Ben Rob and Robbo exclusive? <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm liking your new digs. This is flasher than any studio that I've ever worked in. I, I want to come on this show all the time because no other show would ever set me up with that much <laughs> room for danger. Ben <laughs>
1: Rob and Robbo Streaming across the globe Ben Norris, Rob McKnight and David Robinson Ben Robin
5: and Robbo he-
1: Welcome to the Ben Robin
3: Robo Show. Here's Rob McKnight. Hello there, and welcome to the Ben Robin Robo Show for this fabulous Wednesday. It's great to have your company today, as we do hopefully every day. And there are two men who like to join us and do some talking. It's none other than Benjamin Norris and David Robinson. Benjamin, you're looking very fiery today.
4: I look fiery. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's good, but I, I, can I take it? I'll take yeah, it as a compliment. It, I'm mate. assuming... I, I, okay. I'm just,
3: every day I have to try and think of some way to introduce you. I just said fiery. I just made it
4: well, up, I, to be honest. <laughs> look, I think we haven't really talked enough about our uh, A-list celebrities who are in the opener of this show. And can I just say it's so exciting to see Joel Creasy, you know, with what he said, but can I just say... We need to send out a glam squad when it comes to people coming on the show because I'm really good friends with Joel. I've been out with him until 5am and he's never looked that bad at 5am. Like, uh, I hope Joel's not watching. And if you are, say hello to Jack for me. But, I can't believe he looks like birds came along and picked at his hair. So maybe, <laughs> so he must maybe be thrilled we'll... that we're using him in the opener every day. <laughs> well, the only thing that Joel will like about this conversation is that I'm talking about Joel. So you know, kudos to him. <laughs> and of course, we'll be able to hear Joel
3: on the uh, Kate, Tim, and Joel show soon. He's Joel replacing Marty Sheergold. She- who yeah, hates
4: congratulations, me? Congratulations, mate.
3: Does he? Yeah, I will be I'll actually oh. be a fan of that show now because there's someone on that show that doesn't hate me. Yeah, Marty, I, I he hates me. Hates me. Hates me. What with for? Attention. What have you what have you done? I had coffee with him. No. <laughs> oh well that's We've, best. Heard there you go. We've
2: heard this story a <laughs> yeah. billion times. I can even hear a man go shoot no. Him. <laughs> no. <laughs>
4: Well, you know, someone who hasn't
2: heard it
3: is our special fourth (laughs) panelist today because every Wednesday we have a guest panelist with us. Let's meet who it is today.
2: Whether on our airwaves or on our screens, Heidi Anderson has been the bold voice of honesty and truth we have needed for many years. Working in breakfast radio across the country and entering the Big Brother house in 2013, the self-proclaimed oversharer has made her mark. Now, as Heidi enjoys motherhood, she is hyping up others to love themselves, face their demons and celebrate who they are. And she is with us today. Welcome, Heidi Anderson.
3: <laughs> 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 hey, Heidi, welcome hey. to the Ben Robin Robbo Show. Hey, Heidi, Hi. did you know I once had coffee with uh, Marty Sheargo? Girl? <laughs> And he hated oh, no. me so much that he's Does talked he hate about he it Chris? on his show constantly. Does he hate you because
2: you can't say his name?
3: Is that why he hates you? How do you say what? his
2: name? Marty Sheargold? That's what I said. No, you meant no, Marty Sheargold <laughs> or well, something like that? Maybe he... there's a hint there. <laughs> maybe well, maybe I got asked, his... Yeah.
6: How did that come yeah. about, though?
3: Oh, I was um, the executive producer of Studio 10, oh, and uh, in oh, case you haven't heard that, that story... I... Yes, no,
6: I have, I have, I have, I have. You actually contacted me after I was on Big Brother on Twitter, so I, that's... And today, when you, you know, we talked before the mics went on, you're like, oh, I'm Rob, just in case you didn't know, and I was like, I've met you before, Rob. <laughs> you split slid into my DMs, mate.
3: Uh, but... Oh. I, <laughs> Any nice way, Amanda? <laughs> um, but um, no, no. I, and as I explained to you, oh. I do have a habit of saying that to people who I've met and worked with before, because I always assume I'm so forgettable. So that's that's my oh. issue. It's not oh. yours.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I would beg to differ. Um, I think you're very memorable on this show. And um, hi Ben. And hi Robbo. <laughs> Hello. are
4: <And number> you? <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> uh,
6: now again. I,
3: <laughs> self-proclaimed hype girl even offering online workshops and speaking at events can you give us a little yes. sample right now of what hype us and hype us up for the show
6: well it's more like coaching and mm-hmm. life coaching and that kind of thing so a lot of the women that message me are uh, like because i speak you know you you showed in the oh there's me crying on radio again i did a lot of that oh I we haven't seen that roll it get... in
3: amanda oh, <laughs> oh yeah.
6: Yeah. get so, so emotional
3: Oh well done! Um, oh, yeah. look at you hosting so, your
6: radio so, show. <laughs> well, lots of people used to message me because I would talk about anxiety and um, and you know body image and stuff like that. And I used to cry a lot. See those me talking about anxiety? That's why I want to talk about it. We have. And
3: that's the thing. You're very open, aren't you? you know, it's you're very cool. open. <laughs>
6: yeah. I mean, I'm so open. I told you about how I had I was halfway through doing a poo when you guys were like, mics are on. <laughs>
3: and and you've done a documentary called shed your shit
6: can you tell us yeah so well that's pretty much what i like how i call myself the hype queen that's my new name on social media um but i basically hype people up because so many of us spend so much time well for women especially who i speak to um we're so scared of being vulnerable and open and honest about how we're truly feeling and for me the most inspiring, empowering moment of my life was when I shed my shit literally on the radio and oh. I opened up about my, <laughs> my no, body no, Do you mean literally? <laughs> no, that would be like pooed my shit.
5: <laughs> Sorry.
6: No, so, well, I say shed your shit because it's like, You know, releasing your emotional baggage. So shedding, you know, uh, shedding the shit that you carry around. And so, so many women and stuff message me, and um, that's basically how I hype them up. And now I do like one-on-one coaching. We've done a documentary on it, soon to be released at the end of this year. And um, yeah, that's my life now, guys. Just coaching people to shed their shit. Well, I I think you're terrific. uh, Sorry, (laughs) I was just
4: gonna say Heidi. I've known you since 2013, and the one thing I want to say about you is you actually live up to what you say. I think there's a lot of people out there that are willing to open up and say a lot of stuff, you know, in the media, but then what are they really like behind closed doors? You know, Ellen's under that scrutiny now. But can I just say I want to thank you because there's been so many times in my career where I found myself in places that I struggled with, and you always picked up the phone, you always gave Mm -hmm. Really good advice, not shit advice. You didn't lead me down the garden path. You didn't tell me everything was <laughs> going to be amazing. You just gave me the tools to get on my way and do it for myself. And I think that's the magic of Heidi. That's the magic of oh, you. thanks, is The amount that you give
6: <laughs> Don't back cry. into the universe. <laughs> No, it's true, oh, though. It is true. Thank you. I got you well, on Speed dog believe- girl. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, that's the thing. I think that's what a lot of people say. Oh, you're like when they meet me, like when I was doing breakfast radio in Perth, which I've left now, To you know, to venture down this road of doing my own thing. And um, people are always like, oh, you're exactly like what you are on the radio. And I was yep. like, well, yeah, that's, you know, that for me is what I, I I pride myself on. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I can have really shitty days and, you know, myself and have really hard times. And, uh, you know, I'm not always the nicest as well. My husband will say that I'm a <laughs> a-hole sometimes. Um, and I'm sure Memphis is going to think that as well as a mum. But, you know, I, I do pride myself on that. Like for me, that's the way the world goes round. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I think we're seeing it like with COVID and stuff as well. like we're all in it together but that's what I've always believed anyway so Mm. you know what I mean like I've always believed like with anxiety and body image and all that I didn't realize for so long I walked around and had all that crap going on in my head and I thought I was alone when in fact when I opened up and shed my shit on the on the radio like that one you know (laughs) first time back in Bunbury um, I realized that I wasn't alone because everyone kind of came together and that's I guess my mission in life I just I just want people to know that they can live their best life if we are open and honest and vulnerable about how we're truly feeling and yeah
3: I think that's absolutely absolutely brilliant and we are now living our best life because you are here on the Ben Robin Robbo show (laughs) so thank
6: you Heidi oh stop we can't wait to hear your views
3: on our hot button topic so let's get into it oh (laughs) yeah And despite Victoria's death toll growing by 24 overnight, with 149 new cases, Liberal politicians have declared open warfare on Premier Dan Andrews. A Liberal Senator has told Victorians to claim compensation for the state's lockdown. Senator Sarah Henderson has put the spotlight on a little-known clause in the Public Health and Wellbeing Act. It essentially says that Victorians can seek compensation for decisions by the Chief Health Officer. The Health Department can reject those claims, of course, but they can be appealed uh, to the state's civil and administrative tribunal. It could potentially end up costing the taxpayers millions of dollars. Ben, as a taxpayer in Victoria, you'd end up paying for this. Is this good advice for people out there or is this just cheap political stunt and point scoring?
4: Well, look, I think the issue that we have here is that i think it's a i think it is a little bit of point scoring but i think that the liberal party has really highlighted something and it's brought it to the attention of people like jim's mowing and you know now people are looking at what they can do to try and get this money and then the people who are going to pay for it is the taxpayers in victoria or the taxpayers in australia and i think people need to really not think so inwardly about what who they are and what they need and what they can get what we can do for everybody. And I don't necessarily want to see my taxpayer dollars going to something like this. Do you think Sarah Henderson would have brought this up
3: if the Liberals were in power and making these decisions as far as looking after the state? Yeah, and and, uh, this is what I'm sick of, Heidi. I am sick of the politics surrounding COVID-19 now. They played nice for a month or so, but now it's all out warfare, where the prime minister today had to come out and say, he is going to make amends with Dan Andrews because the federal government has basically been bashing him. So he's now trying to repair that relationship.
6: Oh, it's so tough when it comes to this, because I think like, you know, even just speaking about human connections and stuff before, that's really what it's all about here is that we're all in a lot of pain. And I I was thinking about this before I came on the show to speak to you guys, like, uh, we're living quite normally here in Western Australia. So for me to hear this kind of stuff is actually quite confronting um, mm. because I think you kind of stick, we're sticking our heads in the sand a little bit. And I know most of the people in Western Australia do not want the borders open. Um, you know, my mum in New South Wales, she's a small business owner. So like, I kind of go like, oh, there's so many things. Like I'm I'm torn for all different ways of how I feel about It's funny you things. say
3: that on the border issue though, Heidi, because in, here in Queensland, I get the feeling overwhelmingly people don't want the borders open because we are living a normal life as well and don't want to end up like Victoria has been in stage four restrictions that Ben's currently experiencing.
6: I know and I get really torn guys because I'm a new mum and my little and I get quite emotional about um, the borders because a lot of people in Western Australia are so against it because of Clive Palmer, which I totally understand. He's like going about it the wrong way. But my mum and dad haven't seen their grandson since the start of the year. Their very first and their only grandchild. And I think uh, we were down south on the weekend and a lot of people were, you know, I was meeting a lot of Western Australians and that what a few people had said to me, oh, we didn't even think about all these new mums that uh, it's really isolating as it is. And I can't even begin to imagine them being in, you know, um, in Victoria, what it's like, but it's so isolating as a new parent, as it is, you're very much stuck in this little bubble. And then you've got that you're, you know you cut off from family and friends and everything like so i do believe there has to be a point where we do need to open it for family and friends like my parents have been rejected twice to come in they said they'll do the hotel quarantine everything and you know like it's it really really is a tough time and it actually really really breaks my heart because i just want to see my family and i know like i said that's selfishly me but so there's so many people that we're all affected individually so I find it really hard to judge when different things come up because I just, my heart aches for every single person that is going through what is such a really, really shitty time.
3: It really is. And it's not easy. And everyone is affected one way or another. Like you, my yeah. sister had a baby this year oh. in New South Wales, which I haven't been yeah. able to visit, you know. Oh, so,
6: see? Yeah, yeah. You
3: know, it's, it is it is a situation a lot of people are dealing with, but, uh, you know, Ben can talk himself about what stage four restrictions are like they're not nice mm. and i'm sure the rest of the country doesn't want to end up like that all right let's no. move on. i just hope the politicians stop playing politics but that i think is asking <laughs> yeah. too much Corporate bastardry, economic violence and corporate dictatorship. The Transport Workers Union certainly didn't mince their words when describing the management at Qantas. They're calling for CEO Alan Joyce to resign for the way he's handled the pandemic. They're also not happy that the airline yesterday announced 2,500 ground staff will be let go in favor of an external company who will perform the same roles. The national carrier has received over half a billion dollars of job seeker support from the federal government. The airline has rejected calls for Joyce's resignation. Robbo, these are tough times. I don't understand. What's the alternative of not taking this action?
2: Well, the alternative would be that the airline is grounded and it it never flies again. Mm. Uh, You know, this is really tough stuff, isn't it? But um, Qantas is reporting that uh, they will be able to get a saving of 40% by going to an outside company. So, look, that's that's the tough thing. We want it to continue. Now, there has been uh, criticism for the fact that they have taken those job keeper roles, uh, JobKeeper money, um, and now the unions are saying, well, that's a waste of money for, for, you know, the federal government. Well, that's not exactly well, true wasn't. at all. Well, those
3: people were still employed and being that's able exactly to get right. money
2: during this time. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's my point. So, yes, I, I, I don't think it was a waste of money, but as this kind of rolls on and... and Um, you know, develops and things like that, they're going to to need to make new decisions. And this is one of those decisions they need to make to keep the airline uh, flying. Obviously, it's really sad for the people who work there, but Mm. we we need the airline to continue.
3: Heidi, what have you thought about Alan Joyce, the CEO of Qantas? He's certainly got it back (laughs) making money.
6: I know, and you know what? I, I I continue to think about the time that he was pied in the face. Do you remember that, the cream? Oh, thing? yeah, but, Heidi, yes. I've got
3: real issues with that.
6: I just think... Oh, sorry. I thought... I didn't think it was funny, but because I got pied in the face, because, you know, working a radio and you do a stunt from it, then I was pied in the face with a cream <laughs> okay. pie. Okay. So that's why I giggle. I mean, he shouldn't have been pied in the face because it was because he was a gay man and the man was, you know, at the time, like, it was homophobic and it was horrible. But I I got the cream pie in my face afterwards. So that's what I, whenever I hear Alan Joyce's name, I just always think of the cream pie. I I wondered what the
2: laughter was.
6: (laughs) (laughs) i do and the thing is i actually he gets me with his accent as well and i know i mean i'm probably the worst person you could get on this show to talk about um news stuff because i mean i barely watch the news now and like i said being why
3: Why have you changed i mean obviously when you did breakfast radio you would have watched a (laughs) lot of news but why the change in attitudes towards news because this is fascinating (sighs) because news is still the highest rating uh shows on broadcast television but audiences are down i do feel a lot of people are turning their back on the six o'clock news
6: yeah they are and you know like here in western australia the the guys on the 6pm news they've been around for almost 40 years rick and sue so they are very very popular at the well they just won
3: their 20th (laughs) year
6: Oh, was it 20? I yeah. thought they'd been around for 40 years.
3: <laughs> I'm sure Sue would love that.
6: <laughs> <laughs> well, she looks bloody look good, out. I tell you. <laughs> but I don't, for me, I think there's this whole new wave, and you guys would know, you've seen it online and stuff like that. People like think that there's a lot of stuff that's sensationalised. Um, I know working in the media, sometimes like you were given stats and stuff but they were from like five weeks ago when everything was changed you know numbers were changed and stuff so I think sometimes it can be a bit misleading and I think for me right now I like I said I stick my head in the sand a little bit because I actually get too emotional watching the news every day because I'll see um, what's going on in Victoria and then that just uh, uh, for me how I personally am affected is I keep thinking about well, I'm never going to see my family again mm. that's like that's that's my train of thought and I know that's very selfish um and you know when I worked no, in self-preservation. media yeah like, that's you know you're a it's, mom it's, it's, you're a mom and you've got to
4: you've got to maintain your you've got to maintain your own mental health you've got a big job to do you know and yeah. I know from my girlfriends that have had kids you know it's a big struggle for the first few months especially with your firstborn and you've got to mm. protect yourself and if that means you and I, heidi i know you like i know you're quite a sensitive person i mean it's probably one of my favorite things about you but i can imagine <laughs> you being you. like i've got to distance myself from the news while this is all happening
6: oh, I, I know I think that's
4: ignorance i think that's self preservation
6: yeah and i see i even get emotional you saying that because i'm like oh Oh, that's how you know but I, that's what I think like I think it's all revolves pretty much around me seeing my family at the moment that's pretty much what you know like my heart is aching and you know I just want my like baby boy to meet his grandparents again and stuff like that but um, you know look I do love a good funny news story and like you know there isn't a lot of them around at the moment either and I think we had to really look for them when we worked in radio so um yeah I think I think it's just the way that people are going now they just don't really like they, they want to, like you said, that self-preservation and self-care.
3: Um, just some clarification. Rick and Sue have been reading news oh. for 35 years. but they. I
6: bloody told you. Years.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron Ryan, our producer uh-huh. on TV Black Box, just let me know. But Ben, just quickly on the issue of <laughs> Alan Joyce, the fact is that yeah. Qantas already use uh, ground staff at overseas airports. They'd essentially just be bringing the overseas model to Australia. uh, And there are companies that do this for other airlines. Um, This seems more like the Transport Workers Union trying to protect jobs, which is what they are supposed to do. But um, I, I don't see any alternative here
4: yeah, well, I think it is hard, and I think you know for any do you know what's really hard is like when you're trying to be a leader or you're trying to run a business when something like Covid nineteen happens, you know, which is something that hasn't happened in you know hundreds of years, you know it's a lot of it's a lot of big decisions, and when you're making big decisions in hard times, it's very easy to find yourself walking straight off a cliff. you know, so I think um, I think it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I think that's all I can really say. Um, I actually met him a couple of times and I always thought he was really great. So I guess I'm a little bit supportive of him in that regard. Yes, I have had dinner with him too, and he was very nice generous. Oh, you had dinner with him? Oh, no, I just took a photo of him as he walked past, and he didn't spit at me, so I was like, oh, that's always a good day in Ben Norris's land. Sorry, I had to one-up you. I had to one-up
2: you. I was at the GQ
4: Awards.
3: Oh. It was my... always
4: used to be my <laughs> favourite the year. Man, I saw This about man
3: the must be
2: a wonderful man. He must be a fantastic man because we've had dinner with him, and he's a wonderful person and a great manager.
6: Nicks. No no. no one ever.
4: (laughs) I just say you are the biggest culprit of this. Like literally you'll be like halfway through a segment and someone will be like, Mel Doyle Well Mel Doyle is obviously the best person that's ever lived. To the Queen of the Castle. I like, challenge you. Hey, I worked with her for five minutes. She doesn't even have your mobile you number. You cannot her say
3: phone. a bad word about Melissa Doyle with Rob. I let me tell. you. Not that I would, but you get warned. No, but Sorry, I can't. Is this? No, still on, Whitney? you can.
1: stuff. <laughs> <wear
3: that one. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Come on,
4: Robbo. If you I've can wear you. that, if you can wear that no plaid on. shirt, you can <laughs> wear that comment. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just to, I, I, I thought I, I it I installed some software that, um, that you know, <laughs> kind of cuts out dickheads. So I guess that must be working. <laughs> that was what <worth> it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
2: I've,
4: I've, so I've reset it. Quiet, Quiet TV, now. I'm
2: music. moving on to the next topic. Oh, Heidi, thanks so much for saying nice things about my shirt. <laughs> oh. No, I
6: don't mind. It actually reminds me of my hometown in Bathurst. That's why I love it so
2: much. I <laughs> love I love Bathurst. <laughs> Yeah, I, I yeah, believe me
6: this is a pitan. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, <laughs> and my mum's had that had for many yeah.
2: years. So that's a coffee. Yeah. I think you've probably eaten off this. I think a lot of people have
6: Oh, <laughs> yes. so. you wish that I'd eaten off that.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah. Sorry. sorry, sorry, I'm not used to ladies talking too well, much. That's a turn, yeah. isn't it? Oh. Yeah.
4: oh, am Are you okay? I'm a joke.
6: Yeah, I think, I think I'm okay. Oh, I almost okay, good. joked, <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I was the Bathurst say. comment
3: got me. It, I don't know why. <laughs> it just made me Quite really. Quite uh, quickly. This I, one had of, a, yes. I honestly I had a
2: flashback. Where was the, had... the cafe? Where was your mum's cafe?
6: So my mum's coffee shop is in Bathurst, in New South Wales.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I know, cold? I've been there. Where, I, where, is where is it? Where is it? I want to.
6: George Street. No,
2: had, on the corner.
6: Yeah, yeah. <gasps> I know this one.
2: Fantastic, what, wonderful.
6: Has, has she made you coffee or something?
2: Oh, she certainly did. She put a little bit of extra cream in it too. She's a very she friendly lady. Okay, sorry.
3: Welcome yeah, to the on. Ben Robin Robo Catch Up Show, <laughs> where we just chew the fat and have a coffee. <laughs> Actually, that that's probably doing very of well as a show. Look, let's move on to our other hot topics. Well, TikTok is known for its viral hacks, from makeup tricks to saving money tips. Word spreads fast on the platform. But one TikTok star was fired from her job at a Chick at Chick Fil A for revealing a little too much. Let's have a look at the video, which landed her in some hot water.
0: Okay, so I work at Chick-fil-A, so I'm here to give you all the tips and tricks on secret menu items, um, how to get things cheaper,
4: and just all that, okay? And this is only a part one. Let me start off with the seasonal drinks. Um, okay, (laughs) someone's watching me record this. Wow, okay, anyways, um, so I'm gonna start with the seasonal drinks. So right now we have a mango passion tea, uh, basically the large... It's not really a large. So what you're gonna order is you're gonna order an Arnold Palmer, which is a tea and lemonade mixture, and you're gonna ask for four pumps of mango. By doing that, you literally get double the mango passion tea for literally the same price.
3: And before (sighs) I promised part two could be posted, her growing audience saw this instead. <laughs> what the, i got a call from basically she got fired um oh a couple of issues why is she recording videos while driving for one yeah um, good but robo fair enough you, yeah, you know like right. when you're on social media you do represent the company you work <laughs> for isn't this fair enough yeah. to be
2: fired over this she, of course it is. She's a bloody idiot, eh? She drives while she's doing a stupid TikTok. She, does have, she doesn't <laughs> understand grammar or, or how to actually, like, type oh, a sentence. God, That's you <laughs> old You sound <laughs> old. Morning,
3: morning. You sound Oh, no. Old.
2: Sorry. Morning. I sound educated. Oh, silly me. Um and are well, so I hope she's... you don't
4: get coronavirus.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> I didn't, uh, anyway, I think that she's an idiot, but if you work for a company, you can't be giving out, like, the secrets or, you know, the business model and things like that. This is absolutely correct. What did she expect? Like, did she think, as a millennial, that she's so protected that she can do whatever she wants? She, what, why doesn't she just put the, the codes to the safe in the restaurant? Why did she put that out on TikTok? If oh, you, you guys! If you can open the safe, then you can get the money.
4: What an idiot! Oh, Say something, save us, Heidi. You save guys
6: us. are so boring. She got two point six million followers. Like, come 2. on, two point six million
4: a, idiots. Yeah,
6: like, sorry, the, Heidi. Sorry. Do you know what? Like, seriously, this could be a PR stunt, and you've all fallen for it once oh, again. Yeah. You know, they get no, these. Uh,
2: not bad.
3: Then it would make them <laughs> they get the company. I, I, my big question here today is: Is it Tipsy <laughs> Thursday? I'm just checking the water. Is it vodka? <laughs> I don't know. Is but if you've got vibe. some, pass
6: it this way. <laughs> I'll have some. I've got a cup so, of tea. A um,
4: pass yeah. I just want to ask I mean, as well with that video. Can we just play a little bit of it again, Amanda? <laughs> are you able to show a little bit of that footage? Because I was just wondering the first or second uh, clip. Oh, this, either of them. It happens in both. It actually happens. For what if we do? No, it's just like. Have her eyebrows been upsized? What, what's happening? I love them.
6: Oh, oh i my eyebrows for you guys up today. I love them. We bush. appreciate it.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Look, those That'd are be more beautiful. the Brooke Shields wow. eyebrows. That's what I can tell you. That's a buy one, get one free. Of eye- Would you like fries with those eyebrows? Like, I can't even stop
6: talking. <laughs> I love them. All right, we're, we're moving on.
4: <laughs> we're moving oh, on.
6: <laughs> we're getting the move on, Ben. Yeah. We're getting the move on.
3: You' certainly are all the time. All right. the show. Let, us, uh, let us know your feedback. Do you think her eyebrows are too big? No, we don't want to know. Um, all right, well on Monday it was roundabout rules that we were debating and now another driving scenario is dividing the internet. The Queensland Department of Transport and Main Roads shared a quiz question asking drivers which car has the right of way when two lanes become one. The image shows two cars travelling separated with a broken white line. They're approaching a merge, uh, they're approaching to merge into a single lane and the orange car on the left is slightly ahead of the blue car. So, who goes first? I'd like to get everyone's reaction and then we will reveal the results. Ben who has
4: right of way in this picture? Oh, can I say it again? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. Who has right of way? Is, uh... <laughs> oh, look, I've been both of those cars and I'm always in the wrong. So, uh, so
3: look... the, the orange oh, car is... is ahead, but they are having to merge right. So who has yeah. the right of way? Look, to be Yellow or fair, blue, Ben? I, Yellow or blue? Look, it's... Look, look the show's... It's a hard a one. Let
4: me have some. It's, it's not a hard, hard one. one. Let me have some time. It's very minute. clear. Okay. I,
3: Can I give my answer? Hang on. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Ben, you've got to oh. pick one.
4: No, nah, nah, mate. Okay, let me have my turn. Um. <laughs> oh, I started that's to that's sound like That's all we've like got Reggie time
2: for today on the show. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, wanting to see
4: you Ben, Robin,
6: Robo Come on, Ben.
4: Okay, I go the blue car. The blue car is in the right and the yellow car should slow down because the yellow car's in the other lane and they want something from the blue car, uh, but it's not really their time. Heidi, what do you think?
6: (laughs) Okay, so I got really excited when you sent me this before because this happens in Western Australia all the time. I don't know if you've heard this, but they're the worst mergers in the whole country and I'm pretty sure I got this right, but I would be told in Western Australia that it's wrong. So the blue car is coming up, and like you said, it's like the, the, the yellow car's in front, but they both kind of slow down, but the blue one has to slow down a little bit and let the yellow one in because you, mm-hmm. it can't stop on the freeway.
2: Robbo, what is your answer? Uh, the yellow car has to stop because it's got to give way to the right always. The blue no. has the right of way.
3: No, you're all wrong. Oh, uh, no, sorry, Heidi. Heidi. Nice. You're right. My apology. Whoa. Hang on, Heidi. Did you say blue or yellow? Blue. No, you're all wrong. So the answer is... (laughs) Abby, why are you shaking your head? Um, The answer answer is, according to the department, when lines of traffic merge, you must give way to any vehicle that's ahead of you. Therefore, the blue car must give way to the orange. Now, here's the thing. This is where people always get this wrong. So if the line had continued, you know, with the dotted give way line, the orange car would have had to give way to the blue. But the fact is, because the line stops and doesn't continue, mm. it's whichever car is ahead. So in this case, the yellow car is ahead, so the yellow car has right of way. I
6: think I said that. I, I, I ever
4: thought
6: it, Heidi? what yeah. oh, you sorry. I did say confused. it. I be s- saying yes. I said the
2: yellow car had right yeah,
6: of way. Abby's
4: saying yes. For so the
6: people who said that, no, said one blue. one of our
2: producers.
4: Oh, okay. Just to quite oh, right of Yeah, the yellow second.
2: has to give way to the right. So, yeah, okay. So Abby I is yellow. one of our producers,
4: Please. and you guys at home can't see this, but we can see Abby on our screen. Put her on. You can see all uh, four of us. Put her on. But Put her Abby's on. There. Put her on. She's she's put no, her She's on. saying no. Put her everyone. on. Put her on. She wants Put
2: her
6: no, oh, she's probably, no, she's going to do
2: Put her on. Put her on. Put
3: Abi, her on. Abby, come and it.
6: save the day for me. Anyway, The simple fact
3: <laughs> is, when it, when it comes to road rules, come to Rob. I told. I had to explain the roundabout. This one, as I said, if it's a if it's a line that stops the car in front, has right away. If the line is that give way line, then yes, the car on the left has to give way. All right.
6: It Next. gets bloody confusing. That's all I have to say. Mm.
3: Yeah, Not true. really. I Not really, it. Heidi. It's just about knowing the road rules.
2: Uh, sorry, but, uh, Rob, I've got to say something quickly. I've been in the car with you many times, yeah. and I would challenge whether you should be the textbook uh, rule person Excuse on the road. Excuse me, Robbo, Robbo. It's like a Dodgem car in there sometimes. Uh,
3: Robo, I might drive fast, but I drive to the rules. Oh.
2: Okay, well... <laughs> That's all of that comment needed. Heidi was perfect with that. (laughs) Heidi had the perfect response. Oh!
3: (laughs) Wow, this is. All right, quick one, quickie, quickie. A warning this next story some viewers might find some of these images confronting. Well, we all know that everyone grieves in their own way, but did you know in Indonesia there is an annual ritual where bodies are dug up, cleaned, redressed, (gasps) and even sometimes share a cigarette with their living families? Yeah, it's true. This ritual is considered the biggest celebration of life by this community who believe the link between life and death is infinite. When loved ones die, families often keep their bodies for months, sometimes even years, in their own home or a specific building designed to house the dead. Then the annual visit is viewed as a second funeral where families can ensure upkeep to prevent the bodies from decomposing. Ben, I think this is uh... fascinating. What do you reckon?
4: <laughs> Um sorry, I just I just saw the reactions from everybody. This can I just say this is coming from someone whose favorite movie is Weekend at Bernie's. I find <laughs> this so terrifying. I am like and when I say I'm a fan of Weekend at Bernie's, I like the second one where they dig him up for the second time and that's on brand <laughs> for me. But can I just say those images were truly I, I I can't even I like I can't even look at it. I must say again that does you know, when I first saw it, I thought that was Joel Creasy in the opening credits. But then I was like, oh, no, that woman's had her hair done better. <laughs> I, I've got to say, Robbo, it, yes. it doesn't bother me that much. I look at that and go,
3: it's, it's very different. But, you know, like in America, they've got the whole embalming process with the open coffins and things like that. It's very big over there, um, which I always found, found weird when I saw it on movies and things as a kid. It's just a mm. different culture, isn't it?
2: yeah look it is and when you think about it, in western culture taboo uh, sorry death is kind of one of the final taboos where everyone's really scared about talking about it and they don't you know they don't like discussing what happens and things like that i think this is just uh oh my god i've got to apologize i, I don't know why this word is in my head but i was, was going to say that this is very woke i hate myself for saying that but it's very woke of those people to be really uh open and honest and upfront with death and and, I, you know, I, I think it's fine. But I also uh, understand and agree that a lot of people would find that confronting because of the society that we're in. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I totally understand that. People would find, like you mentioned, Rob, open caskets. They would find really confronting and, you know, not nice. And a lot of people say that. So, you know, it, it, it just is based on what uh, your culture is and if that's what you want. But, you know, everyone's got a problem with death, really.
3: Yeah. Heidi, uh-huh. I'll give you the Me. last word on this.
6: I'm... F- I'm scared shitless of dying. And so for me, that's a massive fear. So when there's skeletons up in the front yard, like smoking darts and, you know, getting their hair done and dressing <laughs> up in outfits, that's a weird But Hardy, worst isn't nightmare. that more
3: respectful than burying them in the ground or even burning them? You know, like... Oh,
6: don't even get me started. I can't even tell you how, like thinking about my own mortality since having a baby like and you saying that i'm like ah so yes i don't know if it's more respectful it's like each to their own like with culture right and like you know the open casket and all that but i'm like it's terrifying
3: i want when i die um i want amanda to have my body there holding my hand up and i can be a coat rack people can put their coats and oh. I'll be like
6: oh my god, god as if you've thought about that <laughs> I li-
3: she's often thought of how All she'll get me into that position of being dead so you know it's
2: oh.
4: <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. some days when we do our run through though Rob I actually think that you have been to the taxidermist and then I realized that you haven't done that shower you have five minutes before the show and, the, and a little bit of powder and I'm like oh but as I said I love Weekend at Bernie, so I think you're hilarious <laughs> Well, I, I've been dead
3: for many years. There's just a hand up my bum. Uh, <laughs> all
4: <the> <laughs> <laughs> okay. All Move on. We're done. This show's over. We're going right.
0: to an ad break for 20 minutes. you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
3: And it's Com- complete, oh. complete change of pace now because another day, another unmasking. And last night on The Mask Singer, it was Wizard mm-hmm. who had to take off his cloak, and underneath was a Zaya fire Firebrace. Let's have a look. So What a great moment. Well, through the magic of television, he is with us here now. Welcome, Isaiah, to the Ben Robin Robbo Show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Mate, it's a real pleasure. I've got to ask you, did your friends pick you? Like, were they saying this is definitely you?
5: Yes, my, my close friends and my family and a lot of fans and stuff who know me and know my voice, we were definitely guessing right. But I couldn't confirm or deny. I just had to play dumb. Well, actually, that's a
3: lot of. That's been what a lot of people who've come on this show from the Mars Singer have said. That the hardest thing is the lying aspect, where you have to keep a secret from the people you know and love.
5: Yeah, that's so true. It's it was like, well, I because I did Eurovision when I got told that I was doing that in 2017, I had to keep that a secret for about a whole month. So it was <laughs> kind of similar in a way, like of the secrecy thing that I'm used to, but definitely hard to keep to keep it like that because I just want to tell people, it's me, I'm in that that suit. Well,
3: it's funny you mention Eurovision because you went from Eurovision to something like The Mars Singer. Uh, Are they similar? Are they very different?
5: Well, like, in terms of secrecy and security, definitely similar. Like, and also costumes and craziness. Same as Eurovision, and the Mars Singer is costumes and craziness. So
2: very <laughs> well, simple. That's yeah. what I wanted. It, it,
5: it, it, it reminded me, yeah, definitely a bit of Eurovision, but just like I don't know. I still can't believe that I've done that. Like, was that what really Eurovision or, that? or the
3: Mars
2: Singer?
5: Well, both really. The Mars
2: Singer. <laughs> like, You're a
5: wizard. Well, I I know. Say,
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, some people are actually thinking that the wizard was Zac Efron. Is you know, is that? I don't know is that a flattering
5: comparison for you it is a bit of a compliment i think first of all (laughs) i didn't even know that he could sing i thought that he was singing to like a pre-recorded track all throughout the musical (laughs) but then i went and but then i went and looked at um some of his stuff from the greatest showman and i was like oh i can Mm -hmm. i can hear like why people would think that but yeah, I, I was actually I thought it was a compliment. Zach You've Efron. got the better voice,
2: though, so don't worry about that. <laughs> and the look. you better Zac Efron. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Isaiah, your new single, <laughs> Know Me Better, made you the only First Nations artist to achieve more than a quarter of a billion streams. Look, that must be an honour, but it's also disappointing that fellow artists are yet to achieve that, isn't it?
5: It is a, such a crazy statistic to kind of hear and um yeah only being so young and only being in the industry so for for a short amount of time it's like wow really is that real like it's it is awesome but um yeah i think there is so much room for more indigenous artists to represent in 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 music and especially in pop there's a lot in like the triple j independent scene but especially in like mainstream commercial pop as well but who knows i mean it's hard it's hard to get into this industry really hard and hard to maintain it as well so but you know i'm it's always tough, it's tough it's tough for
3: everyone there's no doubt about that look uh, yeah. my my wife who sits next to me switching the show has become a big fan of yours overnight i'm going to be honest she wants the kids to get the album let's have a listen to the latest single know me
5: but you should know me better than this think about it
3: Oh oh some things are better left unsaid
5: you should know me better than this think about it oh oh some things can never be
3: unsaid you should know me better Great, great song. Um, but here's a little fact that you may not have realised. You actually filmed one of your music videos for Don't Come Easy, actually, at our producer's house, Abby, Abby's House in Gordon. Let's have a look at that. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah.
1: Too many.
3: Yeah, I've been to Abby's house and I can't pick it, but she actually wears this as a badge of honour and we now see that it was just some of her hedges by the pool that made a very minor appearance behind you.
5: (laughs) Very nice house, though. I remember remember very nice.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure being at Abby's house was a career highlight for you.
5: (laughs) Yes, I I had to jump in the pool, but that shot wasn't never used for the music video, so uh, I got wet for no
4: Abby
3: said that. Abby told us that. She said she jumped in the pool and it never got used. So uh, that...
5: I, did, I, did a, a bit, I did a big dramatic Mariah Carey on the Honey video, jumping into the pool.
2: I <laughs> could have used that.
5: That's amazing. Oh, <laughs> Their
2: loss. Yeah.
3: Now, you, we all came to know you through The X Factor. Were you worried to go on a show where people are so quickly shot to fame and then sometimes forgotten just
5: as fast? Um. A little bit, and especially like returning on X Factor for the second year as well. I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure returning contestants don't go that far. Um, But I don't know. I've had a great team around me, my management and stuff. We've worked super hard over the last few years. And I don't know, I've just tried to remain true to myself and just deliver my best performances as much as I can and just really sing from the heart. And I feel like that's really kept me going.
3: Yeah, and look, I want to go back to Eurovision because I mean you've done it all—X Factor, Eurovision, Mass Singer—but what was that experience of Eurovision actually like?
5: Oh my gosh! Like, I remember when I was in the Ukraine, we were getting like escorted by police and army to the venue. <laughs> that was just one. Wow. And like on a massive tour bus with just like five or six people on it, and like all this security, just. 200 meter long red carpet like all the costumes the different people the different cultures it was just a a mental mix-up mash-up just (laughs) everything and like that crowd 10,000 people and then 250 million watching oh my gosh that's huge i I was 17 and i did that i'm looking back at the footage now thinking what the
4: heck i want to do it again i want to do it
5: again (laughs) Absolutely amazing.
3: And, and you know, like I, I'm really, uh, I, I'm like in a very short amount of time, I'm becoming a big fan of yours and we will be buying the album. Uh, we will be buying all your singles uh, over the next 24 hours. So your sales will go up by one household at least.
5: Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we. we might, be, yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, what was that? No, I nothing i don't know i was just <laughs> <laughs> you
3: can say whatever you like on this show don't worry uh, everyone does um mate it's been a real pleasure to meet you thank you for joining the ben robin robo show we really do appreciate it
5: i appreciate it guys thanks it's the, the random life shot of the day where are you going today you never know where you'll
3: end up with the, the random life shot of the day Okay, today we're taking you to Queenstown, New Zealand. It's scattered showers and a top of 10 degrees and a low of 3 degrees. Oh, that's chilly. Oh my god, but beautiful, absolutely beautiful part of the world. All right, Uh, let's have a look at some feedback coming into the Ben, Rob and Robbo show. Let's not sack the boss in the middle of a bad time for Qantas. Last thing we need at this time, it's like sacking a premier. Darby Darby says, uh, yes, Alan has always done a great job with the flying kangaroo. Mary says, Robbo's shirt reminds me of an old picnic blanket. You okay, Rob? <laughs> um, Perfect. Leo says, sorry, Robbo, you talk about driving with Rob McKnight more than Rob McKnight talks about how much Marty hates him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amanda says, oxymoron drive fast but to the rules. Uh, but I stay within the speed limit. <laughs> Robert oh, just thinks right. I go around roundabouts <laughs> a bit too fast, Amanda. That's absolutely about.
2: That's true, actually. That's all it is, yeah.
3: Uh, Mary is says, it. another news item that is just, why is this being discussed? Well, Mary, we talk about a lot of different issues on the Robin <laughs> Robber show. It's not just all hard news. We like to have discussions about a wide variety of topics. Our Aaron says, <laughs>
2: Aaron says, uh, what's
3: going on? Oh, Jesus. Uh, Aaron said, did we have a big hug last night? Um, because we all seem to have uh, hugged and made up. It's been a great show today. And that is our feedback. Thank you very much. All right. It's time for a Wednesday treat as we take a look at the world through Bruno's eyes. Bruno Bechet. Bruno hey, Bechet. Great God. to have you here, mate.
1: Hey, Bruno. Hello. Hey. Up, you good? <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, Woo I'm, I'm, I'm so are you,
6: are you guys? What's that? <laughs> I said are How you are you, guys? Bruno? Woo <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I'm alright, I'm alright. I'm just chilling. I'm um meant to be in at work today, but I wasn't feeling hundred percent, so just thought oh. I'd work from home. That's all right, I yeah. probably didn't turn up either. <laughs> How dare you? I thought you were going to say Kyle didn't notice, which, oh, you know, that would have, that been, would have been a better game That would have been oh. a better game yeah, I agree. I Guys, this week, this, this, this week I wanted to do a list of the top ten things that you just simply don't see anymore. So there's a little bit of nostalgia about it. You'll get exactly... What I'm talking about when I start to when I start to roll these out a bit, but they're things that we took for granted and that we saw everywhere a few years ago, but that nowadays, good luck seeing any of these things I'm about to rattle off.
3: Br- Bruno, before you go into the list, we should just point out that Heidi has a little guest with her now.
6: <laughs> Who have we got here, Heidi? Uh, Bruno, he's a big fan. This is Memphis, so and he was ah oh, Memphis. Oh. Look at him. Yeah.
1: He's got he's got more uh, beautiful and blue eyes than I. do. I was about to say Bruno. He's got your eyes. (laughs) Is there something? Oh
4: (laughs) Oh, no! You guys know each other. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just ask? Well, is is there, Heidi? Is there any walking in Memphis? Like, as in, can he walk yet? Is there any walking in men? Good on your dad. What <laughs> dad? You oh,
3: jeez. <laughs> oh, anyway. We we do you need know, to man. move on because we need to have <laughs> entertainment as well. Talk us through the top ten things that aren't around anymore.
1: Guys, in at number ten, we've got do you remember the lost kid announcements in shopping oh, I said centers? It. You could uh, You yeah. couldn't go for longer than five minutes without hearing like oh young Bryce Fiddlebottom is looking for his parents, Frank and Marie. Come to the Siggy counter to collect your, your young Bryce. You know, like it was that kind of a of a thing, but is it kids aren't going missing any day or uh, nowadays, or do parents not care as much? No, Which we're helicopter
3: parents. We don't let the
2: kids out of our sights anymore. Oh. Right,
1: yeah, but you guys exactly surely went right. missing
2: at the shopping centre when you were kids. <laughs> like, I'd go missing yes. all the time, right? Yes, yeah. I, I did it, and I went up to the lady and said that my name was David Buffhead Robinson because that's what my family called me when I was a kid. So they actually put that over the announcement and said, uh, uh, "We've got, um, we've got uh, David Buffhead Robinson here. Uh, can someone come and get him?" My mum rom- ran. Oh, that's not his name. That's not his name. He just thinks uh, they, uh, We're rebranding thing. the
3: show. It's the Ben,
1: Rob, and Bull Ben,
3: Rob and Bull Pen.
5: Oh, very good, very good. Sorry, Guys, sorry.
1: in at number nine, something that we just simply don't see anymore, hitchhikers. Yeah. We yeah. Well, Ivan liked all care of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sorry. listen, don't say sorry. that Uber's taken that market, because like you're not. You're not meant to, to to pay when you go hitchhiking, but the the thing that I've never understood either is who who's most afraid. Is it the hitchhiker or the hitch e? Mm,
3: Does that I make reckon sense? Both. Like,
4: oh, good point. Uh, we've seen good, too many serial point.
3: killer stories of picking up hitchhikers, and we've seen too many stories of um, the person in the car being. They're serial killer. True true crime's too big now. It's put the fear of God into
1: everyone. Yeah, but, you know, it kind of sucks that the victim was hitchhiking and all of this. Once, a noble form of transport is now gone. (laughs) Rest (laughs) in peace. So sad, so sad. Guys, number eight, the creepy people with those metal detectors at the beach. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, and, and they were everywhere when we were kids. And you'd run up to them yep. and you'd be like, what have you found? And they'd be like, I've been here for two hours and I found 10 cents. And as a kid <laughs> you'd be like,
3: wow. <laughs> I still see them lit. on the Gold
1: Coast, I've got to say. But what uh, do they find? I mean, people don't even have like yeah. cash nowadays. So no. the, the, we don't the, do nothing cash. there.
3: I no agree. Ray-Bans.
1: Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so I was kind of sad to see, <laughs> see that because it was, it was like a very specific type of person that would be doing the, uh, the beach combing kind of thing. Maybe, maybe the world's better off without those people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, agree. <laughs> I agree. Guys, in at number seven of things that we simply don't see anymore birds stuck inside shopping centers. Yeah. I swear, every yeah, time right. you go to a waste field, there'd be just birds. Everywhere. They, they they just made themselves indoors and as humans we just accepted that <coughs> birds had evolved to a stage know. where they like to be in, indoors like us. Mm-hmm. I can
4: I just so quickly say I know what happened to those birds, and that is that my partner got a job a couple of years ago, and his very job was to get rid of the birds from supermarkets because they're <gasps> rodents, they're pests with wings. So he worked in oh, company that. Uh, Well, one day he was really stressed Ah. about these birds and he asked me for advice, which no one should ever do. And I was like hire a hitman, find any bloke, give him a slab of beer and a rifle, and just tell him to go down to Woolies and shoot him. And no one ever oh took any God,
1: advice. Any but friction. wouldn't the customers be a bit uh, a bit afraid yeah. of that? Like, sure. if you're buying your uh, lactose-free milk, and a guy with a rifle is shooting at pigeons right next
3: to you. Yeah. Boy, yeah. Well, sorry, I got your kid instead of the bird. Sorry. Just
4: <laughs> oh, God. Well, like no one take any advice from me, can I just say. Well, no one ever has. No. (laughs) Guys,
1: number six of things that you just don't see anymore, women walking around with curlers in their hair. Oh, yes. Do you remember that was an acceptable thing, that women would just cruise around (laughs) the local shopping centre with the curlers and you just acted like everything was... um, was all sweet. It wasn't wasn't an yeah. issue.
3: The last person yeah. I ever saw where, in curlers oh. was Denise Drysdale. She still yeah, does that. True. She <laughs> walks around. You can vouch for that, um. can't you, Ben? She still loves a curler. Oh, I oh, that
4: love That makes her. it sound like <laughs> she was yeah. wearing... That makes it sound like Denise wore more at our place when we were growing up. I tell you what, she wasn't wearing much. I'll just give you that for free. We've we've,
3: <laughs> we've all, all seen, seen Denise Drysdale down naked. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> God, guys, we're the, guys, we're at the guys we at the halfway <laughs> mark of the things that you just don't see anymore. In at number five, pickpockets. Now, as a yeah. kid, I thought that pickpockets were going to be a really big issue in my life. Like everyone kept on being, everyone kept on telling you, like, oh, be careful, don't put your wallet in your back pocket. That's where the pickpockets will get. So I grew up with this fear that I was going to get pickpocketed and I don't think I've literally ever met anyone in my life that's ever actually been pickpocketed. Have you? No, (laughs) no,
3: uh, me neither. uh, Back in 2000 when Amanda and I were in Edinburgh, we were walking down and I saw someone eyeing us to pick our pocket and I just moved Amanda to the other side and he looked at me like, you
1: bastard. And that was the only time I've spotted a pickpocket. You sure so he wasn't era. just looking at uh, at the private parts, and you thought? Hang on, mine or
3: Amanda's? More than you maybe, maybe,
1: yours. Oh, Can I
2: say Amanda's? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's
1: move on. Let's move on, guys. In in at number four, things that we don't see anymore: suburb weirdos, oh, and oh, every yes. single suburb oh, yeah. had its own weirdo. Like um, we we used to. Um, I grew up in Brisbane. And we used to have this um, suburb weirdo. He was probably in his mid-40s. He lived somewhere, right? But we would buy uh, porn and we'd hide it like in the mangroves under the Indrapilly Bridge. And he would then go down and steal our porn magazines that we had purchased. And we, we were always planning on, on, on like catching up with him. And and like, um, but hang on—is stab- that weird yeah. or just <laughs> smart? <laughs> you guys are buying them; he's yeah. using them. <laughs> oh no! But you could you could tell that he was a bit. You could tell he was a bit odd. Like he'd always throw uh, mangoes at us and and things like that. And he would always hang <laughs> out at like McDonald's it. and clog their toilets. Yeah, but he was just a suburb weirdo. Yeah, no, like they're, they're just, they're all it wasn't I a big was issue. I was our suburbs weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you still are, <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> told Keep going guys in at number three of the things that you just don't see anymore and that's kids sleeping under table. It's like yeah. you'd go to a restaurant or yes. whatever and there'd probably be yes. half a dozen kids just sleeping on the floor and that's just the way things work, because the parents were writing themselves off and, uh, yes. and that's just what home. happens.
6: I lived at a <laughs> know, at the pub because I was always asleep under the table at the pub growing up in Bathurst. My parents were always at the Oxford Tavern in William Street and we were always sleeping under
1: the table <laughs> and it was yeah. kind of nice as a kid because because you you'd overhear like you'd overhear fun little conversations and you'd you yeah. know, you're kind of i don't know it was, it was a nice environment to be in you felt kind of safe you know apart from having uh being kicked in the head uh, by accident every now and then outside of that you know it's a good thing should bring that back guys number two of the things that we don't see anymore. Those Magic Happens bumper stickers. (laughs) What happened to them? They were everywhere. Every car They disappeared. magic happens on it. What's going on? Magic doesn't happen anymore if we've lost the magic. No, maybe maybe, we've lost the magic.
3: People don't believe in in magic
1: anymore. (laughs) uh, Yeah, but I, I remember driving around and you'd see the bumper sticker and you'd go, yeah. I guess magic really does happen <laughs> and it had Sorry, sorry Bruno, for... Bruno,
2: when, when you would look at that and think that, were you drunk or anything? Like, were, 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 were you...
1: Did it just feel like, yeah,
2: that's, that's right, magic does happen, doesn't it? Yeah, magic does. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, Bruno, bring it home, bring it home. And, guys, number one of the things that yes. aren't around anymore prank oh, yeah. phone calls and oh, i swear yeah. those things used to happen all the time you'd pick up your landline yes. and someone would be messing <clears> with you S- someone would be like oh i can <laughs> i can see you naked right now haha ha. and they'd hang up or, oh I never did or that prank phone calls that's creepy that's creepy i can t- oh,
3: i can see you <laughs> naked right now <laughs> yeah that that's a whole other thing
4: <laughs> yeah, don't tell me you guys star, you but then no, but radio stars then killed the prank call because radio stars' uh. prank call went bad and then now you can't do them. i tell you what, when I was in radio, it's a short story, so even though you're winding me up, I can quickly tell you. And that yes, was in, in radio. I rang a blood bank pretending I was a vampire wanting to find out about blood and how I could get it delivered by Uber Eats. And I did it on radio. And I tell you what, the phone lines melted down. Like usually you're getting fake phone calls from your friends and family to ring the the radio phone (laughs) line. But the phone's melted down with people saying how insensitive prank calls are. So maybe they're insensitive. Yeah. Thank oh, so you. political correctness. take a
1: turn. And radio. Yeah. Right. okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, thanks for answering <laughs> that one.
3: Anyway, we know those all are the things that aren't around that. anymore. Some thank you, Bruno. You know we always love your insight. You. Heidi, thank, thank you, you for being you part Bruno. of the show today. Thanks, it's been another thanks, big episode, everyone. Heidi. You were brilliant. So. We will see you next week. Thanks, much for us. the Ben Robin Robo show. Bye-bye. bye everyone. Well d-